BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello everyone and welcome back to, is this episode 16? Something like that. That's crazy. (laughs) That means we've been doing this for like over 16 weeks because I think we've missed two episodes. That is nuts. This has been like the coolest journey And then also now, if you guys saw on my main channel, we are doing a live podcast recording and show to celebrate my main channel hitting a million subscribers. I am so excited. I feel like when we were talking about, because I mean, Sierra, we've talked about this on the podcast before, I feel like is very weary of saying like, when I hit a million, because it just has felt so far away. But like, as we're recording this, you're what, 5,000? I think like 7,500 away. Like, like, that's nuts. Like, it is going to happen. I feel like this is what we booked the venue for this event about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I think once we did that, and I was still not calling it my like 1 million subscriber celebration because yeah. I was like, I might not hit it. I don't know. And then now I feel comfortable being like, this is a celebration for when I hit a million subscribers. Like, not to be like a number obsessed person, but like, Sierra, do you realize you're 7,000 away? And today alone, you've gained 5,000 subscribers. That's so crazy. Like, you're for sure going to hit it by this time next month. Yeah. That's, I I think still in my brain, I get into that way of like, well, what if literally no one else <laughs> subscribed forever and I was stuck at whatever exact number I am right now? But like, for all intensive purposes, like, it's gonna happen most likely (laughs) you're so cute it's gonna happen (laughs) maybe but and then literally in three weeks we'll be doing this but with like instead of just talking to the camera and then everyone watching this like three days later there'll be like 300 people like watching us record this live i know so if you're a podcast listener which you're listening to the podcast so congratulations (laughs) you are a podcast listener i i would really 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 love for you to come to the show because i think that like all of sierra's audiences it's like amazing for everyone to come because it's really is a celebration of her hitting one million and a live podcast recording is how we've decided to celebrate because i feel like speaking for you I think it's one of your favorite things that we do oh yeah I mean the podcast is one of my favorite things and then just like meeting my subscribers and my viewers like I've talked to youtubers who are like I hate meet and greets like oh it's so stressful and I'm like I would do anything to get to do a meet and greet like I fought so hard to try to get a meet and greet at VidCon last year and they didn't give it to me and then it was so frustrating for me to talk to subscribers or to talk to other YouTubers who were like, I have a meet and greet later. Like, I can't believe I have to do that. And I'm like, I would kill to be in your position. Oh, absolutely. And so I'm so excited. This is my first ever meet and greet. 
like it's crazy i'm so excited so tickets are on sale if you're watching this the day it comes out tickets are on sale tomorrow if you're watching this anything other than monday that means they're already on sale so you can go to sierraunfiltered.com the tickets start at ten dollars we wanted to keep them as inexpensive as we could i actually i i fought to keep them at ten dollars the venue that we were doing and steven and even like everyone around me was like you should do like 20 or 25 or 30 and i'm like I don't want to make money off of this. Well, there was a point when Sierra was really pushing for free tickets. Yeah. And me and Stephen and everyone were like, logistically, like, you're going to have to pay, like, a $6 service fee for each of the tickets and then also, like, insurance and all these different things. And so we're like, Sierra, can we please just get it to $10? So that's, she really, really, I mean. my compromise. Yeah. (laughs) Both of us really wanted to keep it at a low price. But. I feel like I'm so excited. And it would be so, so cool to have podcast listeners in the audience. I know. Because how fun for people to be like, I know what's next. A hot take. Yeah. (laughs) And also we have a really fun episode planned. Yeah. It's for that. It's going to be really fun. I won't spoil it. And then, so there's the $10 ticket. There's a $20 meet and greet ticket Mm -hmm. um, where you'll meet me before the show and then you'll get to watch the show. And then there is a $40 VIP ticket where you get to party with us after. We're doing... Like, we're talking karaoke. We're talking photo booth. We're talking lots of fun food options. Are we still... We're... I'm not confirming anything, but we may or may not have a mashed potato bar. <laughs> I was going to say it, and then I was like, I don't want this to be like a Tanacon situation yeah. where people are like, they said there were going to be potatoes and there like, weren't what potatoes. Because we we're talking to the caterer for the event right now, and they're like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, one of the options is a mashed potato bar. So I'm going to, like, push for that. But, like, no promises. It might not happen. Don't buy the ticket thinking, like, 100% you're getting a mashed potato bar. But, like, most likely. (laughs) But most likely. It's going to be so much fun. We're... I'm currently looking at DJs for the event. Yeah. And I like when I'm looking, I'm specifically looking for people that like play fun party music, but also seem like they would have a grasp on what I mean when I say like early 2000s Disney like girl anthem. Yes. And we need to get, we need to book the karaoke machine too. Yes. Or like the karaoke everything like maybe I'm, we could get a dj that also brings karaoke stuff that's the game so that's plan. All okay cool i'm so excited guys it's gonna be so cool when we were planning this because originally i was gonna do like a live show and then have like a party with my family and friends to like celebrate hitting a million and then i was like why don't i just do both at the same time and yeah. also have my viewers at this party so i'm so excited it's so surreal it's crazy it's crazy i'm I, I can't believe it's actually <laughs> happening. I know. You guys, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, okay, do we want to get into the episode? Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about our New York trip, which mm-hmm. was two weeks ago now. Yeah. We were going to film this right when we got back, but Skylar got a really bad cold. I felt <laughs> so bad for you. <laughs> well, the the worst thing is like I'm still kind of sneezy and like nasally, yeah. but it's literally been three weeks, two weeks, something two weeks, like that. Yeah. And so I, like, went to the doctor for it when it, like, first hit. And she was like, yeah, sometimes in pregnancy, colds just last, like, a month, two months. Like, your immune system's kind of shot. So, ooh. I was like, well, okay, great. Like, I'm glad I'm not contagious anymore. But, like, I have to film my podcast <laughs> to, to do things where I can't just be, like, sniffling into the mic. Like, yeah. even I, I listened to part of the Carrie Dayton one, and I was like, I sound so sniffly. Like, you I think di- you didn't, just, you know, from an outside perspective, you didn't sound sniffly. You sounded oh, Thank you. Beautiful. I think my voice is already kind of nasally. And so it just is like, 
You think your voice is nasally? Okay. I was talking to Kyle about this. Very side note. Someone messaged me on Instagram the other day and they're like, I hope this isn't creepy, but like, I would love if you did ASMR sometime because your voice is very soothing. And I was like, I literally, like, I know everyone thinks their voice is annoying, yeah. but like, I know my voice is well, annoying. Well, I, I also know my voice is annoying because that's like one of the most common hate comments. I don't even classify <laughs> it as a hate comment because I'm like, yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm I know. with you. But people are like, her voice is so annoying. Her voice is so annoying. I'm like, yes i am thank you i i know <laughs> thank you i've worked on it for many years so i don't think yours is annoying also you're not as loud as me so even your voice isn't annoying but let's say your voice was annoying you're just like quiet annoying i feel like i'd rather be loud annoying because then you could say like the reason why you're annoying is because you're loud mm. but when you're quiet and annoying <laughs> it's just like no you're annoying but you're not annoying you're really not <laughs> how many times can we say annoying annoying in our annoying voices oh annoying um, um but do we want to before we get into our new york trip yeah do we want to do our hot takes yes 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 um okay so this emotion this episode is going to be kind of emotional for me later on because i kind of had an existential crisis in new york ding um so i'm gonna keep my hot take light okay um and also skylar pointed out that like all my hot takes are about food so. <laughs> well we always sit down like right when we're about to start filming like we don't talk about them before because we want to like genuinely talk about our hot takes really for the first time yeah. when we're recording but we always like give each other a heads up just to make sure we aren't doing the same thing and i've realized that literally every episode sierra does one that's food related and then i do one that i think is going to be really controversial but then people in the comments are like up in arms about yours yeah like, <laughs> like don't care when i'm like don't put your children on the internet like zoos are bad the last episode and they're like oh i'll fight you over <laughs> tomatoes the I'm last like, episode oh, everyone's like sweet, skylar i totally get you like you know i think some parents go too far putting their kids on the internet and then to me they're like sierra you are literally satan tomatoes are the best part of a burger you can shut your mouth and so we sat down and i was like okay like mine's like a, like a little controversial again and sierra's like mine is about pizza yeah so do you want to get into yours so i think that pizza is just okay i don't think that i'm not sitting here saying pizza sucks i don't think pizza sucks there have been i would say maybe three occasions where i've been like i really want to order a pizza and watch a movie like that has happened however i don't think it's like great like i just like we posed with pizza for the photo shoot the sierra unfiltered photo shoot and then i like didn't eat the pizza like i just don't i don't really like it you know sierra thinking back every other hot take that you've done about food i've like kind of just loosely agreed with like yeah like i agree shapes mac and cheese is better i agree i don't like tomatoes on my hamburgers i will fight you on this (laughs) you love pizza first of all i love pizza so much like literally i have the taste palette of a toddler like it's a running joke that wherever we go i order off the kids menu even at my favorite vegan fast food place that's like in san diego i order off of the kids menu there (laughs) like i just i don't have a complex flavor palette and i feel like a cheese pizza is always an easy go-to and at like all of the like pizza places that are now kind of like chipotle like mod or blaze yep. they always have a vegan cheese yeah. and so i feel like it's a really good have you ever option. noticed that whenever we're like going out to eat for a shoot and you suggest like two places and one is a pizza place i always like jump on the other idea yes 
I do know this. Like, literally, I remember very distinctly. I think the only time I recall you, like, enjoying pizza was the night that you and Steven moved into this house. Mm -hmm. Kyle and I, like, helped you guys. And then we were leaving, and you guys, like, had your air mattress in the living room, and it was cute. And I was like, oh, like, are you guys going to, like, have pizza and wine? Like, that's such, like, a cute thing. And you're like, oh, I was thinking of having, like, veggie chicken nuggets. (laughs) But, like... Pizza is kind of cute. And then I think you ordered it, like, for the, like, nostalgia cute factor. But I don't know if that was, like, what your taste buds really wanted. Like, I will take a veggie burger over a pizza any day. Like, and I'll eat pizza. Like, if I'm there, I'll have – like, if I'm at someone's house and they order pizza, I'll have the pizza, whatever – I just don't, I just don't think it's, like, that great. Like, when people are like, pizza is bae. Like, I love pizza. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I kind of feel like the way, I kind of feel like pizza and celery are in the same domain where I'm like, <laughs> what? Celery's fine. Like, if it's there, I'll have it with a little bit of peanut butter. Like, if I have pizza, dip a little bit of marinara sauce. Delicious. But, like, it's not. I'm all, don't mind me just texting Stephen because I think you're on crack. I, like, need to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are you are you kidding me? Pizza is the same as celery. <laughs> Actually, I I kind of like celery more than pizza. <laughs> celery is great. It's fresh. It's crisp. Guys, the live show is canceled. <laughs> and I are no longer friends. Our friendship is. Over. I just like literally like probably once a week on our like menu rotation in our house, we'll get the Trader Joe's pizza crust, which is vegan, which is so good. And then like vegan mozzarella, vegan ricotta, some mushrooms, mm. some spinach. Oh, I hate mushrooms. Some garlic. Oh, you mushrooms. hate mushrooms? Yes. The texture is weird. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You're do, weird. Do, do your okay, hot take, you weirdo. Uh my hot take. Similar to pizza, just girly things. I think that it is really unhealthy when people post on Instagram or Facebook, especially Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and are like, marriage is so hard. We fight every day. I hate my husband. He's the literal worst. But like, we're together and that's what marriage is. Marriage isn't beautiful. Marriage sucks. But like, we're in it for the long haul. I feel like I see that happen at least once a week, yep. mostly on Facebook. Um, and I just, like, I understand that there are things that come up in life that, like, will make marriage harder yes. at certain points than others. Yep. Like, I like Kyle and I have gone through, like, rough, like, weeks where, like, a really, really important family member died. Or, like, we're stressed out because we're moving. Or, like, something big happens and it's, like hard yeah but that's like a couple days or a week like I understand that obviously everyone's in a different situation if your husband's deployed if you're deployed if whatever like I get I get that it's not all sunshine and rainbows but I would venture to say that marriage should be at least 95% sunshine and rainbows I I agree with you yeah I think I am hesitant to like fervently agree just because I've only been married for two years. Yeah. So maybe 30 years down the line, Stephen and I will have like a really rough patch where we like hate each other for a year. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think. But don't you agree that marriage should make your life easier and not harder? That's what I, I think when, especially people our age who are recently married or not even married and are just like, my boyfriend sucks, but I love him. Like I've literally seen like 20 year olds post and be like, marriage is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm like. 
you've been married for a month. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I is think, going on? I think marriage makes my life exponentially easier. Yeah. I think it's life that's hard mm-hmm. and not marriage that's hard. I actually, exactly. I think my life would be a lot less happy and a lot more difficult if Steven wasn't in it. Yeah. Because when I get stressed and I have a video deadline that I'm trying to hit and I have to pack for a trip and I have all this stuff, Steven will like do the dishes and clean up and come give me a big hug and a kiss on the forehead and be like, you got this. I believe in you. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard, but it's not our relationship that's hard. It's my life that's hard and he makes it better. And there are times when I'm so mad at him and we're arguing and whatever, but that's like a night or a day. And I think for me, it's like if I've been in relationships that I thought, oh, this is forever or whatever, and it it was a not a good relationship. Yeah. And I look back on that, I'm like, that wasn't healthy. Like that wouldn't have that would have been a hard marriage if I had married that person. Yeah. And I think if if it's that difficult, maybe that's not the right person for you. I agree. So <laughs> that's my hot take. I feel like that's that on that. I I just. And I think it's different to, like, if you're talking to your girlfriends and, like, if I was talking to you and I was like, ugh, like, Kyle's being so difficult this week. We do that all the time. Yada, like, yada, and yada. they do that about us. <laughs> and and I, I still feel like you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have to complain about your partner that much. Right. But also I think what I'm talking about specifically is like going on social media and posting like a photo shoot of like you and your husband and being like, wow, really hate him sometimes, but like we're stuck together. Like I just. When I also think it's the tone of it, when we vent about the boys or the boys vent about us, it's always like, oh, you won't believe what they did. Yeah. So silly. Like, oh, they're so dumb or whatever. It's not like I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) No, I literally, I think that, like, both you and I have only come to each other maybe once or twice. Being about like, serious Being like, things. I am really mad about this. Yeah. And both of us have been dating Kyle and Steven for, like, more than four years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that. Usually when we come to each other, it's like, oh, it's my like, gosh. Oh, my gosh. You won't believe he pooped with the door open. <laughs> and then I, like, started gagging. Or what, you know what, like, it's, like, silly things. Yeah. It's not, like serious relationship things right but anyways so what's your bump date oh my bump date um what is my bump date oh i'm in my third trimester which uh, is exciting so i'm so seven months pregnant which is freaking nuts you are n- no way there's no way you're seven months what isn't that crazy like that's you're so pregnant i'm so <laughs> pregnant i it's funny because i feel like we talked about this briefly and i won't get into it because i feel like we have a lot to talk about on this podcast but i just want to say like once again if if you see someone who's pregnant and you like ask or know how pregnant they are don't say like oh like you're so small or like oh your stomach is so small like that's not a compliment because yeah. like that's happened to me multiple times recently like that literally happened to me on Sunday when I was at the doctor's getting my blood drawn like my nurse was super nice but then she was like oh my gosh like your stomach is so small and I was like okay <laughs> like like that's not a compliment yeah like what and do you say to like, that like literally there's no response like I feel like it's already unwarranted when people comment on your size like when you're not pregnant but when you're pregnant the goal is literally to like grow (laughs) like get larger so 
anyways, that's just my thing. Because I feel like anytime that I tell people where I'm at now, especially as I get like further and further into my pregnancy, I feel like half the time that's like the response because I think they think they're complimenting me. Yeah. But like that's not a compliment. Like I, I'm happy when I have to buy things like in a size bigger than I usually am. Like that's a good. Yeah. That's a good thing. It means I'm growing. It is a good thing. (laughs) And I think it's crazy that even when it comes to pregnancy, there's still this fixation on women being small and taking up less space. Oh, yeah. And that's like, especially to the older generation, like that's the biggest compliment is like, oh, you've hardly gained any weight. Like you're so small. But it's like, like you said, that's not your goal. No. Your goal is not to be small. Your goal is to get bigger and grow a baby. Yeah, I've literally heard, like, the craziest things since being pregnant. Of people being like, when I was pregnant, like, my claim to fame was that no one could tell I was pregnant and, like, from behind. Like, I looked, like, the same. Or, like, no one could tell I was pregnant until I was five months. Or no one could tell I was pregnant until blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, like, you're growing a human. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. You know Anyways. what we should do before you give birth is we should get Kenzie on here and do a podcast i was texting her last night about that wait really yeah she, she was like we should figure out when to do that if you guys still want to do that and i was like yes of course we because do i it. i was gonna say we could do a whole episode on like things not to say to someone when they're pregnant yeah but we could tie that into the episode which i think would be really interesting because kenzie has a baby you're going to have a baby and steven and i are getting closer to like trying to have a baby yeah. so it's like three different stages i think yes. that could be really interesting no, a million percent yes yeah i feel like I mean, not to set it in stone, but I feel like that'll probably be one of our next episodes. I hope so. I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Anyways, um, do yeah. we want to get into New York? So Skylar and I went to New York for to film a video and to go to Ipsy Live, formerly Generation Beauty, mm-hmm. um, and it was great. We had a great time. I put on my New York sweatshirt to, like, represent, but now I'm a little sweaty. So, <laughs> so sorry for all the viewers of the podcast if you just slowly see Do you want them. me to turn the AC on? No, yeah, it's I'm fine. Because sure. then it'll, like, be noisy. I'm fine. All right. I'll just well, sweat it out. You let me borrow your deodorant this morning. I did. So it's okay. Skylar was like, I'll wipe it off. I was like, you're fine. Like, I'm not, like, concerned about your armpit germs. I had a very stressful morning. But it's okay. Anyway, so we went to Ipsy Live. Yes, we did. We had a great great time it was like we've talked about our beauty con experience it was like literally the opposite Mm -hmm. like I felt like the environment was so welcoming and warm we met so many fantastic people both viewers of my channel and just random people we were talking to like so wonderful so nice also just all throughout New York like I like I don't think I've ever been with you where you've been stopped so much by like People who were so kind. Everyone was just so, like, nice and yeah. and warm. And as my channel's grown, I get stopped in public by, like, viewers more often. Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I don't think I notice – I don't notice when my channel's growing and my audience is growing. Yeah. But then, like, ne- last time I went to New York, I got stopped maybe, like, four or five times. And this time it was maybe, like, 20 or 30 mm-hmm. times. And I'm like, whoa, my channel's growing so much (laughs) yeah well and everyone is just like was or everyone was so so sweet and so kind yeah like yeah i i I can't think of anyone who wasn't anything but amazing oh yeah which is so awesome i just i also think it's so cool that like the podcast listeners and the viewers of my my main channel are like the kind of people that we would be friends with in real life yeah so it's not like like if i was making content for like eight-year-olds I wouldn't feel as connected but like the way I was describing it to someone is like I was like I'm much more likely to run into one of my viewers at a bar than I would be like at my little brother's high school football game yeah or high school basketball game because he doesn't play football 100% (laughs) but and I think that's 
cool in mm-hmm. that like when we meet people like not only do we have a lot to talk about because they're like viewers yeah but also because like they're cool people <laughs> well and also it's crazy because I feel like both of us just are I shouldn't speak for you me and I think you feel the same mm-hmm. um just kind of view the podcast as like us talking mm-hmm. like I don't actually think that there are listeners <laughs> to the podcast I feel like the like views all come from like Kyle (laughs) my stepdad like I don't I can't comprehend that so it's so crazy to me when we meet people and they like not only like know who you are and like know about your main channel but are like oh my gosh I love the podcast like congrats on the pregnancy or I love your hot takes or whatever I just feel like it's so cool and awesome that people like actually sit down and listen to us talk yeah that's why I think the live show is gonna be so fun too because it's like everyone there like is like knows you and like knows me It'll be so so weird. Because sometimes when people would come up to us like at Ipsy Live, they'd be like, oh, I saw your one video about XYZ. And so it's like they know who I am and they've seen one video, but they don't like know us. And it's cool to think about like the people that are going to be at the live show like know us. (laughs) I know. It's so weird. Like how weird that everyone who's going to be there will know that like you're not the biggest fan of pizza <laughs> like little like funny tidbits yeah. or like they'll know about like me pooping on the side of the road naked. <laughs> <laughs> like, like these people know us. it's so crazy but oh it was gosh. really really fun um aside from just being in new york seeing shows meeting viewers i think us traveling together was really fun because we got to have some like aside from my existential crisis that happened on the last day we just got to have some really cool talks and I think having all that time just the two of us gives us an opportunity to just have those conversations where it's like what do you think about this what do you think about that totally well and even we went to dinner together this Saturday night and we just were like talking about like video games and whatever and Kyle we left and Kyle was like I just love talking to Sierra and Steven and I was like yeah me too but like I like I feel like I don't know what to ask Sierra because we spend so much time together that like I like we I know everything like I like I have to just ask Steven questions because like I know everything that's going on in your life I can't be like oh what are your plans for the week you're or, like I know I've happened? seen them on the production I'm like yeah schedule. I literally like we spent all day together and then we spent yesterday together but so it's cool to when we have like long stretches of time I feel like we can get into more of like the nitty gritty like conversations you would have at like a sleepover yes or like if you like had had a couple beers yes <laughs> you know so we wrote I wrote a couple things down that we had talked about that I thought would be interesting to share with you guys so the first was like on the first night when Skylar was like getting ready for bed and we were talking about how pregnant she is and I was like what are to you the best and worst parts of being pregnant so do you want to share those? Ooh, I don't know if I remember what I said, so I'm just going to, like, go off the cuff. I wrote them up there oh, on the outline. <laughs> that's very sweet. Um. Oh, so my favorite thing is that, like, I know that I'm going to know my baby for the rest of my life. Like, there's, like, other than Kyle, like, there's literally no one else that I can say that for. Like, I'm 99.9% certain that you and I are going to know each other for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And, like... I, like, think that with my family. I think that with a lot of people. But, like, like he's my son. <laughs> like, I, he's literally, like, for sure going to outlive me. <laughs> for sure. Like, he, he's just going to be there for everything. And you're growing him right now. And, like, wh- yeah. when you get to, when he's here and you get to know him and, and his personality and his likes and dislikes, like, those are going to be things that you know forever. And even just, like, his face. 
Like, right now, I don't know. Like, does he have, like, my eyes or Kyle's eyes or my nose or Kyle's nose? Like, I don't know. He could come out. Like, I have one of my half-siblings is, like, super curly, like, afro curly blonde hair and like my mom has like like kind of gingery hair like i don't know he could come out and be like a little ginger (laughs) like like in my brain i'm picturing him this one way but once i see him then he'll just like keep growing if that makes sense but he'll still be the same human and so i'm just like really excited to get to know him and it's fun like every little thing because i feel like i'm i'm really trying to make an active effort to like not push any personality traits on him already because I feel like that's something I'm really bad at with like (laughs) even like my cats and I'm like oh Olive is so this way and like Toothless is so this way and so like I feel like it would be so easy to be like oh my god he's like the most active crazy baby in the world which means that he's this that and the other but instead just being like He's the most active crazy baby in the world, and I don't know what that means yet, you know? And so I'm – that's, like, the best thing about pregnancy is just, like, I feel – I feel like it's really cool, too, because I, like – I have gone through some really sad points in my pregnancy. Like, I've been in two car crashes since I've been pregnant and had, like, really important family members die. I had a pet die. And I feel like through all of that, it's really cool knowing that, like, I am not alone and that there's, like, a bigger picture. Because I feel like, like, we've talked about, obviously, on our mental health podcast of, like, I think sometimes it's hard when you're in a really low space to, like, remember to take care of yourself. But, like, I literally, like, have to keep eating. Like, I have to, like, pull myself out of bed and, like, go for a walk. Because, like, it's not just about me. It's, like, me and him. Which kind of goes into what you said was, like, your least favorite part. Yeah, I think I... It's hard because I recognize that, like, he's a separate person from me. And so I want to do, like, everything I can to take care of him. Like, even, like, I'm so, like, regimented about taking, like, all of my vitamins. And so I take them, like, right before I go to bed is when I take, like, the lump sum of them. And last night I woke up at, like, 2 a.m. And I remembered that, like, I hadn't taken my vitamins. So I literally, like, got up out of bed at 2 a.m. And Kyle's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I have to take my vitamins. (laughs) And I, like, went and, like, got a water bottle and, like, did the whole thing. So I was like, this can't wait until the morning. Like, he needs all of his nutrients, like, right now. And so I think it's hard, though, because, like, since I'm the one carrying him – I don't want to be an inconvenience to anyone, but also he's my number one priority. So it's hard when, like, I haven't eaten and I'm hungry because if I hadn't eaten and I was hungry and it was just me, I would just, like, push it off and, like, literally not bring it up ever because I'm just kind of that kind of person. But it's hard because I, like, I have to eat because he is hungry. Right. If that makes sense. Like, I, it's weird being, like, dependent on people and also, like, not being as able-bodied as I was. Like, Mm -hmm. even little things. Like, the other day I came in and you were like, okay, so me, Carly, and Steven have talked and you are no longer allowed to carry packages (laughs) from upstairs. And, which is, like, so sweet and wonderful and, like, definitely, like, the best thing right but there have been multiple times where I'm like I feel really bad asking Carly to like go downstairs and get this package for me like I just wish that I could do it so that I'm not inconveniencing someone but like I understand it's for the greater good the greater good is my child yeah but it's hard because I'm just someone who I always put myself last which like I should probably work on that's like how we always say like 
should should work work on on that. (laughs) But that is just kind of like who I am. Yeah. I will work on that. But it it is hard to kind of balance that. When I wish, I wish that you could care for yourself that much. Yeah. Without being pregnant. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that at least being pregnant is like helping you to take better care of yourself, even if it's not really for yourself. It's really weird because I think like how I just thought of it is like, like if here's my list of priorities, Skylar's like here and then my son is like here yeah which means that in turn right now i'm like here yeah <laughs> like that means i like have to be very high up because the only person that can take care of him is like is you me taking care of myself yeah but so i'm hoping that once i'm not pregnant i'll be like here yeah i think that would be really for good for other people just listening they're yeah. like what where is she is doing here? with her hands <laughs> what is here um but yeah on that note I asked you in turn, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being a YouTuber? Yeah. So my favorite thing easily is just like meeting people, like Mm -hmm. meeting viewers, meeting other creators, meeting even like people from brands, like just meeting people. I am such a people person. Yeah. And like, it's so cool that the internet gives me this opportunity to like show who I am to Mm -hmm. people. And then like when they meet me, they know me and especially because like I think at least I I hope I am pretty much the same person online and in real life oh you're literally the exact same person like we were talking (laughs) the other day not to get off topic but we were talking about like how how to make yourself the least intimidating youtuber possible like i don't because like that's the goal that's the goal i don't want anyone to ever be like oh there's sierra like i don't know if i should go up to her like hi i want to be approachable please come talk to me i would love to talk to you yeah and so i feel like you're exactly the same yeah and i and i try to be and and so i think i don't get nervous about meeting people because i'm like oh cool they already know me i don't have to keep there's no front that i'm keeping up like i'm just me and especially since talking more about body positivity talking about my struggles trying to like show sides of my body and my personality that maybe I'm not as comfortable with yeah I feel like I have nothing to hide yeah like I'm like if you see me in person like this basically the same as you watching me on the screen yeah and so I think I don't get nervous about meeting people because they already know all the weird quirks about me so if they've chosen to like subscribe and watch then they must like that must not bother them that I have all these weird quirks well and also like I mean a good part of your channel is like wearing the ugliest clothes like facing like my personal fears and my like insecurities yeah like I feel like if they're meeting you at like Target or Disneyland when you're just like in yoga pants and a t-shirt but they've seen you in like a rainbow fish outfit like playing Pokemon yeah like they they already already know I'm not gonna let them I hope that no one will be let down by meeting me yeah um so I I think that is by far my favorite part I think the hardest part and the hardest part for me to reconcile is what I tell to people a lot when they're insecure yeah is like no one is looking at you no one is judging you like like you said when you walk down the stairs in your swimsuit when you were 10 years old no one's looking at you yeah but the reality of being a public figure is people are They are looking at me. They are judging me. They are zooming in on my legs to see my cellulite. And they are screenshotting my worst angles and saying, oh, look at this. Look at that. Um, Like, they are, like, examining when I gain weight. Like, they are. There are people who are looking and judging. And, like, that's hard. Because I think something that brought me a lot of solace was, like, especially as, like, a teenager, was, like, 
no one's looking at me it's in my head like no one cares that like my arm looks a little bit more like chubby in this photo but like people do well and I think that yes it it, it is a thing when it comes to, like, photos and stuff. But even a lot of the times, like, in person, like, I'll notice when we're together, we'll, like, pass by someone and you'll be like, they were looking at us, right? And we'll be like, yes. <laughs> like, I like I think that it it's something where it's not only, like, you have to realize that people are, like, analyzing what you're doing online, but, like, sometimes you'll just be at the mall and people will be watching you, yeah. which is, like, hard. Yeah. Because sometimes you just want to go to the mall and, like, not have people be like, oh, I, I know who that is. Well, and I, I love – that's the thing, too, is I think I love when people approach me. I don't like when people, like, follow me or, like, look at me weird and then don't say anything. Because yeah. I'm like, is there something in my teeth or do you watch my videos? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It is a hard balance. I think that's the hardest thing for me, though. But you know what? It's – like, it comes with the territory. Like, and that's fine. Like, it is what it is. And I'm lucky that, like, the vast majority of my audience is, like, so great and so encouraging and, like, doesn't look at my photos and instantly go to everything that's wrong with me or, like, things in my body that are changing. Yeah. But, like, encourages me. And so I think I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And then we also talked about our favorite and least favorite things with marriage. Yeah. So do we each want to say our favorite things and then each say our least favorite things? Yeah, that's good. Ooh, what did I say my favorite was? Oh, I said my favorite was just, like, being obsessed with him. (laughs) Like, I literally, like, I just, and I feel like Sierra can vouch for me. Like, I just, like, am obsessed with Kyle. Oh, yeah. Like, I literally, like, I, sorry, I'm saying, like, so much. I already can tell that people in the comments are going to be like, stop saying, like. Mm -hmm. But I think that I I, I get home from work and all I want to do is, like, be with Kyle. So, like, last night that meant that as soon as he got home, we cooked dinner together. And then, like, we watched a Shane Dawson video together. And then we gave the cats a bath together. And then, like, we just do everything. Like, if he's out doing dishes, I, like, sit at the bar and just, like, talk to him. The whole, like, we don't, I, like, I don't want to be apart from him. If ever, like, there are very few situations in life where I feel like Kyle's presence doesn't enhance the situation. Yeah. Like, there are occasionally nights where I'm like, it would be really great, like, just to hang out with Sierra. But also I feel like most of the time I'm like, it would be really great to hang out with, like, Sierra and Steven and Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I think that I, I just really, really, really think of him as, like, first and foremost my best friend and life partner Mm -hmm. and so it's really wonderful that I get to have a best friend who I get to like live with and have a child with and go through everything in life with because I don't think that's necessarily a requirement for marriage I know plenty of people who are married and super happy and fulfilled in their marriage but also have another best friend or multiple best friends um obviously Sierra is also my best friend (laughs) Jessica is also my best friend but I think that like I'm just I'm so grateful that I get to come home and like live with and go through everything with my best friend my favorite thing about marriage is kind of similar to what you said at the end my favorite thing is like doing life together yeah like going through everything in life together like a spe- again with me saying like um it's okay <laughs> I feel like that's just just gotta go with it it's yeah. just us um but I especially with getting married younger 
I I know that all of these different things are going to happen in life and our lives are our lives are going to change our families are going to change our bodies are going to change if we're going to be together forever and I love that like I I love it I I don't I don't want to go through life alone anymore and Mm -hmm. like I posted about this on my Instagram story last week but like uh, someone was like did you always think you were going to get married young and I'm honestly when I was in high school I said I never wanted to get married I was like, I am a boss lady, feminist, like marriage is just like continuing the patriarchy and like I want to be a businesswoman and like no one can hold me back. And then I met Steven and I was like, oh my gosh, my life is just so, so much better with you. And like going, like I can do all the things that I want to do. And that's the other thing is like meeting someone like him who like he believes in me more than I do. And so, like, he'll tell me, like, you can do this. I believe in you. Like, I'm proud of you. And so, like, still getting to do all the things I want to do, but doing them together. Like, going to, like, I got nominated for a streaming award. I got to celebrate that with Steven. Like, we get to go together. And, like, there's going to be a lot of great things in life like that. And then we're also going to have to deal with, like, deaths and, like, difficult financial situations and difficult parenting decisions when we have kids. But, like, I want to do that with him. And I think that's, like, the coolest thing about marriage. Cease, I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, I love you and I love Steven so much. Like, both as individuals and you guys together. It's just truly, like, a powerful dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are just, like, I would say probably the best suited couple I know for each other. And I feel mm-hmm. like it is really inspiring because I do think that our relationships are very different They're in a so lot different. of ways. And it's really cool because I think that they're both, like, super healthy and functional and great and it's really cool to get like insight into your relationship because I think that like you guys kind of thrive when you like solo travel and then like come home to him and get to like share all your adventures Mm -hmm. and I feel like you like are still like such a boss lady and Mm -hmm. such a like entrepreneur and I don't know it's just really cool like even seeing him work on the channel more and more it's just so awesome yeah so i love him so I love much that. i don't really like getting like icky and gooey but like he's super cool i, do. <laughs> I know you do <laughs> i will please talk more icky and gooey about steven um what do you think is the hardest part about marriage or i guess it was the least favorite part um let me see what i said oh okay so it's actually like the same exact thing it's that i am like so obsessed with kyle and i love him so much that i feel like it's like a little scary sometimes (laughs) like I think that it's it's really hard like when Kyle gets sad to because I just like I love him so much and I cannot stand him being sad like he had a really really important family member pass away this year and it was like definitely the saddest like most depressed I've ever seen him and it it's just it was really 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 hard to watch and so it's hard because I feel like I'm already such an empathetic person and so to have someone that I'm so close to I do feel like when he goes through hard things I also like it makes you more vulnerable yeah exactly like like, you care so much that you can get hurt and not get hurt by like him leaving you or something but get hurt by like 
his pain. Yeah, or even little things. Like, if he has, like, a hard day at work and comes home, like, stressed, then I feel like I'm stressed for him because I want to make sure that, like, he loves his job and is, like, fulfilled and happy and whatever. It's not just, like, oh, Kyle had a hard day, but, like, my day was freaking great. Yeah. So, like, let's have some dinner. It's, like, okay, (laughs) like, what can we do about this? I don't want you to feel like this. Whatever. So, I feel like that's the hardest thing is just kind of – like taking on his problems yeah if that makes sense yes yeah. and do you i think i think for me it's just understanding someone else's dynamic yeah and like the longer you're together the more you understand them mm-hmm. and i think carrie and i were talking about relationships when she came over and she slept over and we were talking about how like in a relationship you can be one together like mm-hmm. two people becoming one but you're not like one blob person where you just understand everything the exact same way and like are the same person like you're still two separate people bonded together yeah and so you in a sense you're one but you're also still individuals and so you're not gonna agree on everything well and I think it gets harder too the longer that you're together because like you said you do understand that person so much better the longer you're together and so I feel like it's hard because I feel like a lot of times you like guess how they're going to react to a situation even if it's completely different than how you are and so when they don't react that way you're like I I what (laughs) like that's not how I would react or how you would react yeah what's going on yeah and I think it's just learning someone else's dynamic and then even once you learn it like you said they're not always they're not a predictable person all the time and they're gonna react differently and it could upset you and just being understanding that like you are not the same person. You can have very similar, like, yeah. thoughts and beliefs and values. But, like, at the end of the day, there are going to be some things that you're like, I don't understand how your brain came to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think both of us married people who have very similar interests to us and are very similar in a lot of ways. But we both kind of ended up with yin-yang personality types. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it's hard to be like, but why – why do you think like that? Like, right. what? like just explain it to me. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, so yeah. should we talk about my breakdown? Sure. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you kind of take the lead. So I had been, I have, I would say for the past couple months, been feeling a little bit overworked. Um, and I think it's hard because we talked about this in the Carrie podcast, but I never want to be viewed as lazy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can look at the business that I've built and be like, like, I have an editor, I have a production assistant, I have a producer, like, but like, what, what are you doing that's taking so much time? But there is, I mean, so much, like, even just like video outlines and emails and brand deals and then traveling for work and then all of that combined and now doing the podcast and vlogging and everything and even when my editor edits something I still have to review it and send notes and it's just like I would say for the past couple months I've been getting I close to burnt out I don't want to say burnt out because I'm not burnt out but I see myself getting close to that and I don't want to get to the point where I like have a breakdown and quit YouTube or step away from YouTube for like a month like I want to make I see those like warning signs flashing and I want to make changes to my life and my schedule now so that like I don't get to that point. Like we were joking about how like December is going to be so crazy and I'm going to have such an awful work-life balance because I'm going to be filming two videos a week and doing vlogmas and traveling and the streamies and this and that, the podcast. And you know I'm planning your bridal shower or your baby shower right now. Like there's just so much and like if I know that December is going to be stressful 
instead of just joking about it maybe I should like change some things to try to make it easier yeah so I'd already been having those thoughts Skylar had talked to me about it we went to Hades Town, which was fantastic and there's the scene at the end where they're like I don't remember the exact line but it's like they're working in Hades Town, and they're like talk about how like their work sets them free but like freedom isn't real because all they do is work and I was like oh my god it's me <laughs> like I have this amazing job and these this amazing platform and I'm living my dream and I get to be my own boss and set my own hours but I work so much that that freedom is like then making me not free and it's just this whole thing and I we got back to the room and I asked Skylar I was like I was telling her about how I was feeling about that and I was like what do you think about me going down to one video a week on my main channel? I, well, <laughs> so we, we like, we're walking back from the theater and we were starting to kind of have this conversation. I could tell there was like some sort of kind of like funky energy happening. Like I could tell you were like deep in thought about something. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, do you want to go to the hotel bar and we can just like have a drink, have some chips and like talk for a bit like just as friends like not as like a producer on your channel not as anything like let's just hang out and we we got down there and you were asking me like how life was and whatever and you you said I don't remember exactly what you said but it was something like yeah I think you mentioned that like you and Kyle just had a Hunger Games marathon the other weekend like how was that (laughs) and I was like good like kind of like a little boring like it was like fun like we like woke up and had vegan cinnamon rolls and like watched the hunger games in bed and didn't really get ready and it was like a good saturday and you were like i want that like like i want like a a marathon of a show that i didn't plan in advance that's the thing is like it's not like steven and i don't spend time together but it's planned out like a month in advance it's like i have one free saturday from like five to ten and we will make dinner and have this date like I would love to just it be a Saturday and be like what do you want to do yeah do you want to watch the Hunger Games sure like that is just so far out of my zeitgeist and I think it really made me think about we had gone to this panel at this YouTuber convention called Clamor where they were talking about like different types of YouTubers yeah and there was the they were talking about like different ways that you can like build a business and like one of the ones that they had said was like you can build a huge business like Rhett and Link was the example that they used and they were like they have this huge team they're doing really cool stuff they have all these different things going on but like every minute of their day is scheduled like they have to schedule in five minutes to play with their dogs yeah and I was like in the at the time when we went to that panel I was like that's what I want yeah and then the other example they used was Jenna Marbles which was like you play the YouTube game you make videos every week you keep your team small and you maybe have like five or six people on your team versus Rhett and Link who have like a hundred and you make content that you love and you just keep doing it and I was like nah I don't want that and then I looked at that and I'm like I actually do think I want more of like the Jenna Marbles thing Mm -hmm. than the Rhett and Link well because you told me that the other day you literally put in your schedule like hang out with my dogs and that it was a big like kind of (laughs) breaking turning point for you of you being like this is sad (laughs) I like I work at home like I I, you literally like our office is in your home yeah the dogs are here 
all day every day and the fact that you had to write in like five minutes to like like, sit and play with them and then I apologized for it yeah like you came in and you were like oh hey like you were surprised that I wasn't in the office I was like yeah sorry I just scheduled in five minutes to like sit with the dogs and you were like no it's fine like you're good yeah but I was surprised when I got in and you were on the couch like hanging out with the dogs because I was like oh I thought we were filming totally fine absolutely play with your dogs we're good yeah nothing to apologize for but that was like so kind of uncommon for you to like take that extra time after lunch to just like hang out that I was like oh what's what's going on you know um and I think too another thing we had talked about was like a big a big part of uh, it, it it's hard because I think you have reached this level of like we'll say success in quotation marks because I don't want to like place anything on you but you aren't really getting to enjoy a lot of the like fruits of your labor yeah. of like how cool that you're probably gonna hit a million subscribers this week like that is so awesome like so this crazy. like live podcast recording so amazing the fact that like we're like adding to our team is so amazing like we're doing so many awesome cool things and you are getting to like travel and whatever but there's always a work element to it like you were saying that one of like the biggest things for you and steven moving into this house was like you really wanted to like host like you really wanted to like have a summer barbecue and like put up festoon lights and do the whole thing and you were like we didn't do it Like, we didn't – I just was too busy, you know? And so I think it's – it is hard because I think from an outside perspective, it's so easy to see, like, oh, my gosh, Sierra's just in New York. Now she's going to, like, Texas and then Chicago and Florida and all these places. And it's so easy to be like, oh, my gosh, how fun. I wish I could go to New York. Yeah. And it is fun and it is cool, but – But the reality is is that we worked every single day. Yeah. We didn't have a single, like, day off when we were there – we chose to once we got done filming or like done going to the convention like to go to a broadway show yeah but like most people would have just gone to bed at that point you know i think it's you making the most of work trips or you adding work onto your regular trips like even you vlogging like when you and steven are going to disney world will be fun work yeah but it's still work yeah (laughs) and i'll still probably do two to three hours of email every day and like you'll still be like posing for thumbnails and reviewing footage and doing all the things and so i think it it's a hard balance when i think it kind of put you into like a mental state where you started like analyzing everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but we were one of the things you asked me when we were sitting um in the hotel bar is you were like what are you proud of yeah. Like, why did you start YouTube and what are you proud of now? And I was like, I started YouTube because I wanted to, like, connect with other people and have something that I felt like I made. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have that. And I, yeah. de- I feel very good about the content that I'm making. I wouldn't say that I'm, like, I, I, I'm happy that I put out two videos a week, but it's not, like, a sense of pride for me. What yeah. I'm proud of is, like, the content that I create. Like, whether it's one video a week or two days a week or two videos a week. I'm proud of, like the message that I try to put into my channel. I'm proud of, like, the podcast. I'm proud of, like, the relationships that I create with the people who watch my my videos. And, like, that doesn't go away if I go down to one video a week. And the thing is, like, going down to one video a week in November is, like, literally considered, like, the worst thing you can do as a YouTuber because the highest AdSense is November and December. But, like, I don't really care about making a lot of money. Yeah. Like, 
I want to I want to like make a profit on YouTube so that I can like pay my team members and like have this be my full-time job but if I make half the money that I would have made in November and December but like I'm much happier and I get to like hang out with my little brother once in a while and like go to my family's barbecues that's so much better to me and I get to put more if I'm just doing the one video a week I get to put more into it and then that Tuesday video slot can be like an every now and then kind of thing well and I think too kind of going off of what you were just saying I think that if I I didn't ask you to sit down and do this so I mean I don't know I'm just guessing but I would guess if I asked you to go through your video uploads of the last three months I would guess that the videos you're the most proud of are mostly like recreating magazine photos but making them body positive or like anything that really has a message that like resonates with people and is like impactful planned out like something that people are gaining from and I think to continue making that content at the volume that we're making it at the production quality we're making it like at the end of the day there are certain things that only you can do yeah like we're I feel like we are making efforts to like expand our team and to like divvy up labor and you know to have like me take on certain things and Carly and Steven and whoever but I think that at the end of the day like you have to be on camera yeah you have to be the one who's like scripting things because it's your voice it's your message it's your story and also like there's just there's a lot of like back-end stuff that you logistically like have to do like right. no one else can do for you and I think that like it's so important to keep doing those videos and not just to be like okay what can we film really quick and because yeah. at the end of the day like those videos are still funny and fun and great but you aren't as like proud of them yeah and like your YouTube like video index is kind of like your portfolio you know like every video you put out is like an extra video that didn't exist that's true you know like it's free content for everyone yeah so and I mean that's the thing also is like all of my content is free yeah I I've been getting a lot of pressure from like people on the back end of YouTube and of my channel to be like you should try memberships you should try Patreon you should try Cameo and I'm like I just want everything to be free yeah like I I don't I mean even certainly back to the live show. Yeah. I was like you wanted to try and make it free. And we were like, Sierra logistically this like cannot happen. be free. But But like I I I don't feel like I need to put a paywall up. I don't feel like that's what motivates me. Like I feel like what motivates me is like making content that I'm proud of and like that hopefully can impact someone. And I think one of the things that you said to me that really like helped me and resonated with me is like Steve like we were talking we were talking about like my marriage and like relationships and and how like I I want to take the most I can out of this opportunity that I've been given on YouTube and like I I was telling you I was like what's Stephen gonna think if I go down to two videos a week and you were like he'll be happy like that means he'll have more time with you like Stephen didn't marry you because you're a YouTuber who posts two videos a week like Stephen married you because he loves you and like like it doesn't even even like logistically of like how we were talking about November and December being like high AdSense rates and yeah. all that. I feel like like Stephen didn't marry you for money. No. <laughs> like, like I made like, zero dollars when like we got married. Like that straight up about it. Yeah. Like 
Steven did not marry you being like, I'm going to marry this girl and she's going to be a YouTuber and she's going to post two videos a week and it's going to be so great in November and December. Yeah. He married you because, like, he wants to have dinner with you. Yeah. And, like, he loves you yeah. and is proud of you and is, like, it's kind of like how we were talking about earlier of if you're not stressed, if you're in a good mental state, like, he can tell that and he thrives off of that. Right. You know? Right. like how you would if, if Steven was overworked and he was like, hey, I think I want to cut my workload down. You'd be like, of course. Freaking awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> great. But it is interesting because, like you said, November, December being the highest point for AdSense, everyone kind of other than you and Steven is like, oh, well, you could just like, like why don't you go back to one video a week in January? And I'm like, because I don't want to just be like stressed and overworked for the next month and a half two months well and also not to get like deep with it but like you do only have one life and like not every day is promised like yeah. I, I i just i feel like the idea of like continuing to do something that's like you've deemed as unhealthy for yourself just until a certain point and then like it can be done is like no let's change this today <laughs> like i think that i mean logistically we have videos scheduled out so it's not going to be today when the change happens right. but like let's start proactively planning for that like yeah. what can like what are our action items to make you have a healthier like work-life balance yeah. and just like be happier and be able to enjoy my trip to disney world that was a big thing yeah. too it's like i was like okay i'm gonna film two main channel videos while i'm there and vlog and do this and do that and you were like what if you just go yeah and like you can vlog if you want but like you don't have to and I think this conversation kind of like led me to a spiral of like should I just quit like should I just stop posting on YouTube like would my life be better if I wasn't a YouTuber and I think the answer to that is no I think my life is exponentially better because I make YouTube videos so I don't think the answer is like stop making videos or like make one video a month like I am so happy and get so much fulfillment and so much community and so much support from being a YouTuber and I don't want to get to that point where I feel like I have to quit well and that's I feel like kind of what we're talking about of like you you weren't burnt out but I would say you were very close to that point yes I think if at any point you're thinking with I mean whoever's listening with whatever job you have yeah. of I mean I've quit jobs before <laughs> like I had a fellowship that I literally just walked out of and quit mm-hmm. like and that's because I was working like 80 hours a week it was super unhealthy my boss was like awful and it got to a point where I was like this is it I'm done like I'm not willing to sit and have a discussion about like me cutting back to 40 hours a week and you hiring someone else to replace her and this that and the other because it had gotten to a point where I was like I am done yeah (laughs) there's nothing that can make the situation better and I feel like if you ever are getting to that point like a month beforehand if you can you should stop and be like okay what can I do that would make me want to stay And then do that. Because if before I had gotten to that breaking point, I had realized that and had had a talk with my other supervisor and been like, hey, I am super overworked. And this person is awful. (laughs) Like, what can we do about it? They would have made those changes. Like a month after I left, that woman got fired and everything changed. And it was a lot better place to work. And I feel like it's the same for you of if you had just kept going and then been like, okay, 
that's it. I'm quitting. This is way too much. I need to have my life back. That would have been awful. But because you were able to like stop it in its tracks and be like, what will make me love my job? Yeah. What will make me love my job is working like 40, 50 hours a week. Right. (laughs) And like not having this like commitment of like, if I don't post two videos a week, I'm the worst person in the world. Well, and I think the thing is, I like the idea of keeping that second video up in the air. Yeah. Because when we're just at home, when there's no travel, when there's no like huge shoots we're planning up in LA, it's totally feasible to do two videos a week on a good work-life balance. Yeah. But the problem is like, so I'm going to be gone for two weeks trying to pre-film four videos. Well, actually it'd be more like six videos because we don't get to just film the day I get back and then I need to give my editor time to edit it. But like, so we'd have to film like six videos. Instead saying filming like, I'm going to film three videos before I go. Like, that is so much easier. And then if there's an extra video I want to throw in, if there's, like, something really topical I want to do, if I'm really inspired about something, I can throw in that extra video. But just not being, like, married to that idea and not feeling like – I think it's really important to define, like, I get value and I get enjoyment and motivation out of, like, creating content on YouTube, not necessarily creating two videos a week on YouTube. Well, and I think, too – a, a really big thing that's like hard to kind of like get settled on is I I legitimately and you might know I don't know if there will ever come a time where it's just like you have no trips planned and like nothing big is happening yeah I feel like like you both you and Steven but especially you like love traveling a lot yeah, like you guys just went to Europe you're going I mean we just went to New York for a work trip you're going out to Texas for another work trip and then you guys are or before that you're going to Florida and then immediately after that you're going for another work trip and then like in the near future you guys are going to start like trying to conceive right which will also be crazy if like you were to get pregnant yeah or you know and I'm sure you guys will continue to travel there will continue to be work trips and so there will be some weeks of in between where like we aren't going up to LA and you're not traveling and you're not whatever but I feel like that's just kind of the nature of the job is that yeah like we're going to have LA shoots we're gonna have like big production things like maybe we'll have more live shows yeah maybe you know we don't know but I, so I feel like not having like any, any like set in stone thing for that Tuesday video is just like going to be life changing. Well, and then I think I also think about like a year ago or a year and a half ago or two years ago when I was making two videos a week and didn't have an editor. And I'm like, how was I able to do that? And it's like, well, my videos were like four minutes long, mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas now they're like 18 to 30 minutes long. Yeah. I, everything was like just filmed in my house like I didn't have big shoots I didn't have big things like and my Friday video was like a lookbook or a haul but then my Tuesday video would just be like a sit and chat to camera video yeah like that took me maybe an hour to edit well and also at this time last year your main channel had the same amount of subscribers as your vlog channel had so if you think about like the amount of like I think this time two years ago oh yeah but if you think about like the quote-unquote like effort you put into your vlog channel it's much more natural it's like oh yeah we'll put out a couple vlogs a week like depending on what we're doing and I feel like you've always been someone who's like pretty strategic with your work but I think it was a little bit looser of like I'll do a sit and chat about body positivity right I'll do a whatever whereas now you have this big audience who (coughs) I feel like does place a lot of expectations on you and you do get a lot more messages of like I mean even when we like didn't post a podcast because I was sick I feel like 
I, I know I got a decent amount of messages being like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Like, I listened to this on my drive to work. I this, that, and the other. Yeah. Which is totally valid. Yeah. Like, I get it. I also get sad when, like, content that I'm expecting isn't there. Right. But for your main channel, that's so much more. And so I do think that it there's that added pressure. Yeah. I think also what was important for us to have that conversation, then we called Stephen when we went back to the hotel room and kind of talked about it with him too, is, like, what is my purpose? Yeah. Like, that was kind of the existential part of my crisis. Was, like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what is is my purpose to, like, work crazy hours? Like, if I died tomorrow, would I be happy with the amount of time that I spent with my family? Or would I, like, look back on it with regret? And then I think what really, like, made me think was, like, I do think part of my purpose is being on YouTube and making content but I don't think that necessarily means I have to make two videos a week and a podcast and multiple vlogs like and Instagram posts and everything like I can scale back a little bit and that's okay and like I'm still I think my purpose is to do that but also to like have a family and spend time with my husband and like I saw my mom the other day and she's like I feel like I haven't seen you in like two months and I'm like yeah actually yeah and like my mom and I live so close to each other yeah like I live so close to my family and I don't get to see them because I'm so busy and all the time I you know I get invited to things and I'm like oh sorry I can't go like I need like three months notice to be able to schedule anything in and I want to get to the point and I hope that scaling back a little bit can help where I feel like I'm doing my job online Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm creating content that matters and I also feel like I'm nurturing my real life relationships yeah Well, and I think, too, circling back, because I do think it's important to talk about your real-life relationships, but I just, like, want to put extra emphasis on that I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that you might even be serving a greater purpose if you were to put out less content, because then I think that the content that you're putting out will really come from, like, your heart and soul. Like, if we were to look at our video schedule and you were to have to delete half of the content that's on there, the ones that stayed would be ones that you, like, really truly love and are passionate about yeah you know no, because so true. I feel like 99 of the I, I I feel like 100 percent of the videos that we put out you love oh yeah but I feel like there are certain ones where you're like I really hope people see this yeah like I really really hope that because like even we were talking about on the podcast with Carrie she was like I cried over the Victoria's Secret photo shoot because that like really resonates with people you know and so I think it's cool it'll be cool to see like what we're able to do with I mean it's not really extra time because the goal is that we'll just be taking away time (laughs) and not like filling that time with more stuff but I think it'll be cool to see like what you're able to really zero in on yeah too when it's I'm excited. I feel very like passionate and very grateful that I love the content that I create and that I love the people who watch my content. And I I feel like I came back from that New York trip feeling like that night was hard and I like cried a lot. And yeah. I was like, what's my purpose? Am I waste? Am I working my life away? Or am I throwing away this amazing opportunity I have online? And I, I feel like now I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know the changes that I'm going to make. And, like, I still feel really passionate about what I'm creating. So thank you for, like, coaching me through that. Oh, I feel like it, we hadn't had one of those moments in a, probably since, like, late high school, early college, where, yeah. like, one of us was having, like, a full-on breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that 
I don't know. I think it is really important. Like another thing I asked you was like, what were your happiest moments of this year? Like looking back and you were like, honestly, like Harlan being born, my grandma doing like aerobics in the pool, like in Mexico, like you telling me that you're pregnant, like with Stephen and I in Venice, like it was all things that were like personal life related. And I do think you find so much fulfillment out of work and it's like, a million percent normal and great to have some work things thrown in there but the fact that like all the things you first thought of were personal life things and that you feel as though you're not getting enough time for your personal life is like well if that's what is bringing you like if that's what when you look back on like your catalog of life like those are the top things that you remember from 2019 then like let's create more of those moments you know like I I feel like you like I've been seeing like you and Kenzie have been hanging out a lot more and like I like obviously you hung out with your mom like I think it's cool that you're able to like realize that and like work towards that well I'm grateful that I have people like you and Steven in my life who like Mm -hmm. encourage me to do what's right for me but also like are willing to tell me like honestly like I think you should slow down or honestly I think you should do this and like it's so great that I have you and Steven and I love you guys should we get into advice yeah let's do it (laughs) hi Sierra hi Skylar oh and Carly first of all I just love you guys so much Uh, my name is Allie and I'm guessing that I'm one of your youngest callers so far I'm only 14 um, and I'm in eighth grade but I love listening to your podcast and watching your videos but anyway My problem is that I don't do any after-school activities like sports because I'm very (laughs) non-athletic and clubs, and I honestly don't have any hobbies. Um, I really wish I could, like, get a job even though I'm 14, (laughs) but I really love being productive, and I don't have anywhere to, like, put that energy when I'm done with homework. So if you have any advice, uh, that would be super appreciated. Love you all. Thanks. Love you. Oh my gosh. Aww. She sounds like you. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> but I think um I think you should find some sort of hobby that's also social cuz my first my first thing was going to be like, oh, like there are so many hobbies you can do on your own. Like you could pick up an instrument, you could learn how to sew, you could get really into like any literally so many things especially with the internet that you can do on your own. But since you don't really have any after school like sports or activities that you're really into, I think it would be great for you to find some sort of unsports related activity, like maybe an art class or a photography class or like my brother used to play D&D at the library after school and like that was his thing and like he loved it and he got to have like time with like other people and socialize and, and have this fun activity. So I think I would recommend you find something like that that is you gaining a skill but also an opportunity for you to like socialize with other people who are also learning this skill honestly I feel like the advice that you just gave is much better than the advice I was going to give so go with Sierra's advice (laughs) my advice really quickly I feel like there are a lot of fun hobbies that you can do that also like you can like make a business out of or get skills that will like help you in the future like if you were going to make like an Etsy shop to sell Disney ears like that's something really fun and creative that you can do as like a 14 year old but then also like you could like learn how to sell things on the internet and like learn how to sew and learn how to like come up with designs and 
I don't know. So that was going to be my advice, but I like the advice of like being social because <laughs> I think that's what I needed when I was 14. Also, if you're not sure where to start with social activities, I highly recommend auditioning for your community theater. Even if you think you have no skill when it comes to singing, dancing, acting, like community theater, everyone's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Like there are going to be those kids who do every show and always get the lead, but like that's a small, small minority of the kids who do theater. Like the vast majority of kids who do theater are just looking for something fun to do, want something to do after school. It's cool because you get to socialize with people and you create this bond. And also it really helps you with like public speaking skills and, you know, for the future, just communication in general. And you get this feeling of accomplishment when your show opens that you are creating this thing and and, and doing this cool piece of art with other people. Taking that one step further, if you don't have any urge to be a performer, the technical theater department is always looking for more volunteers. I guarantee they would love to have you. You can learn how to like be run a, a light board. Yeah, or... you could be a spotlight operator. You could be a costuming assistant. You could be assistant stage manager. You could do curtain. Like, and I have heard from so many people. Like, even your dad, who's a professor, has said like he would totally hire someone who had a theater degree because he knows that then that means that like. They have all of these skill sets. Yeah. And so I just, it's like, isn't that a thing in High School Musical where she's like, the theater department is always looking for more male volunteers. Yeah. But I feel like the technical theater department, it, like any community theater program, yep. is would be happy to have you. So I'd say. And you could maybe get paid. Yeah. I got paid when I was 14 to be like an assistant stage manager. I start let's see when did I start working I started working at the theater yeah when I was 14 I had been doing shows there since I was like seven and then from like 14 to 16 I just got paid like they'd give us like 50 bucks for a day of work or like just kind of like incentives and then when I was 16 I started actually getting paid hourly and I actually like got to make some decent money and like I bought myself a Disneyland pass and it was cool to have that expendable income and also we both learned a lot of skills in in theater Mm -hmm. that like we use on my channel <laughs> yeah I mean I like I went on to that's like what I did before I worked for Sierra was yeah. and even while I worked for Sierra up until very recently like I did professional technical theater so I'm always a big proponent of that and if you're looking for a job that will hire you when you're 14 yeah. your local theater <laughs> probably will hit so, up uh, yeah all right awesome do next, do next question? question hey Sierra um, I love your podcast and I absolutely love your channel. Thank you. Um, I was just calling for a little bit of advice. Um, I have recently been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which I know you have talked about struggling with in the past and it's really taken a toll on my relationship. So I was just wondering if you had any tips or, um, tricks for dealing with that, especially, um, in a relationship I don't know I've really been struggling with it and I thought there'd be nobody better to ask other than you all right thank you that's very sweet I I'm honored that you reached out to me for advice in that um I just want to put a disclaimer I am not a therapist I'm not a trained mental health professional um I'm just going to give some insight on what's helped me personally but I highly recommend that you seek out professional help and therapy because that was easily the most helpful thing for me and it's important to remember that um therapy and medication are not one size fits all what works for me might not work for you and also if you are meeting with a therapist or getting prescribed a medication and you don't feel like it's working for you there are lots of other options like I had to try I think three different medications until I found one that actually worked for me for my bipolar disorder 
um, because it affects everyone's brain chemistry differently. So um, find mental health professionals who are working for you and working with you. In terms of relationships, I think what helped me the most is explaining my situation to other people. And my bipolar disorder is sometimes an explanation for why I act the way that I do, why some things might upset me more than on the surface you would think they should. But I don't think, I think it's important to differentiate the two and and let the person know so that they understand you. But also, you know, apologizing when you are in the wrong, even if it was because of your bipolar disorder. And not expecting the person to fix you. I think I spent a long time in my teens dating people who I thought could fix me and feeling so broken and and expecting my partner to make me better when what I really needed was just a partner who loved and supported me so that I could make myself better. I think that's great advice. Yeah. And just practically like therapy is great because you get to talk through things but also I learned so many great like coping mechanisms like I know for me when I am kind of spiraling downwards it helps me and and I'm not really a hippy-dippy person but it helps me to take my shoes off and stand in the grass like it physically grounds me yeah and I wouldn't have known that if my therapist hadn't recommended it and I was kind of like that's ridiculous I'm not going to do that and then I was having a really rough day and my mom was like why don't you try that and I did and I was like oh my gosh I feel It, it was one of those things that can remind me like life is so much more than what I'm feeling right now and I can get through this and so I think it's just learning those little coping mechanisms that can work for yourself so I wish you the best of luck um remember that you are not broken it is you know part of your brain chemistry it's a chemical imbalance and that's okay and some days will be harder than others but I'm rooting for you hi my question is what is your favorite part of working in the beauty industry Oh, short and sweet. I like that. Um, Why don't you go first? Because I feel like you work in the beauty industry more than I do. It's true. I think my favorite part is watching the industry change. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, there really was like one type of beauty. There was like one body that you strive to have, one hair look that you just uh, uh, like tried to have. And now knowing that there are so, there's so many huge changes going on because of everyone in the world changing their attitudes and insisting that these brands catch up and so it's really cool seeing the change that happens in the beauty industry and it makes me very hopeful that kids you know I think we both ended up pretty body positive despite growing up in a world that told us that our bodies were wrong um and it's very exciting to think about kids growing up now in a world that tells them that their body is right and their body is good and their body is beautiful and knowing that there's real change happening and hopefully that can change the way people view themselves. I think for me, I think I do tend to have a little more of like an initial negative reaction to beauty things. Like I just, like I don't, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a fan of the beauty industry like as a whole. Like I, I like makeup and like hair products, but like I just, like I don't really consume beauty content. Um, but I think my favorite thing from like actually working in it is like being surprised by people because I think like there have been people who I've met who I'm like 
this is what I think of when I think of the beauty industry. But there have been way more than that. People who I'm like, you are so amazing. You're so genuine. Like, you're changing the zeitgeist. Like, you are, like, I don't know, really, like, amplifying diverse voices by, like, doing what you're doing and being who you are and showing that to, like, especially like young viewers and so I think my favorite thing is how often I'm surprised Mm -hmm. by like how wonderful people are I agree with that I think it it's it is surprising sometimes when you're I mean even we went to beauty con we didn't have a great time but there were people that we met who showed us so much like kindness and were doing such cool things and made us feel welcome despite everything and it's that is refreshing well and even talking about like ipsy like we talked about this one i feel like we were going in hoping for the best but since we had just been like really kind of bitten by (laughs) beauty con i feel like both of us were a little timid of like we showed up and we're like okay nothing is happening is this gonna be beauty con what's happening and then like five minutes later we were like oh my gosh we're chatting with the best people having the best time like this is so amazing meeting like such diverse people such wonderful people and so i feel like it's so cool i feel like we kept turning to each other being like this is amazing like you turned to me at one point you're like so what do you think the difference is between a convention like this and a convention where we don't feel great about ourselves and i was like i think it's the people Like, I just, I genuinely think that all the people here are nice and kind and great. And so I feel like it's always wonderful walking in and, or more like walking out of a situation and being like, that was 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. So, and if any of you guys want to leave us voicemails for future podcasts, you can call us at 8778-SIERRA with your question. If you live in the U.S., if you're out of the U.S., feel free to send a, record a voice memo like on your phone and then email it to sierraunfiltered at gmail.com. And also buy tickets to the live show, yes! guys. I can't believe, I'm so interested to see like how many people go. Like I on I know we always talk about my imposter <laughs> syndrome, but I literally am like, oh, maybe like 10 people will buy tickets. She literally keeps saying that. Like even I was like looking at how much merch we should order and I was like, okay, well like if we sell out, then this, that, and the other. And she was like, we're not going to sell out. What do you mean? And I was like, Sierra, people like you. I know, I know it's hard to comprehend, but like people are going to show up. So please show up, if anything, just to prove to Sierra that she's not an imposter and that I am right. (laughs) But we love you guys. We love you guys. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, I feel like more than anything, subscribe to the channel. Yeah. We get so many listens from people who aren't subscribed Mm -hmm. and it's, I just feel like a really cool thing for people to get to like know when we post videos because we do post a wide range of topics and so it's cool cool if you're listening i just shot finger guns at you but uh we love you guys we'll see you on monday bye